welcome back to another episode of Creating Magic. I'm Danny. And I'm Paula. And today we are here with Melissa from Mischief Management, also LeakyCon, as you've probably heard us talk about a lot on this podcast. Melissa, why don't you give a little introduction to who you are? Yeah, um, my name is Melissa Anelli. I am a longtime Harry Potter fan from back in the days when the books were still coming out. I run to a friend. Uh, uh, I always say that because I'm not really involved in the day-to-day right now, but of the Leaky Cauldron, which is the legacy Harry Potter news site. Um, and we started, I wrote a book called Harry History, which is the uh, account of what happened in the world because of Harry Potter through and including 2011, I think it goes up to. And I run Mistress Management, which does um, LeakyCon, which has been a Harry Potter convention since 2009. And we also do Con of Thrones, which is about to get past Game of Thrones. We also do Broadway Con, which is about Broadway. Basically, we are invested in making sure that fan, fan experiences are for fans. That's our whole, uh, our whole thing. So it all sort of grew out of, of deep, deep love and appreciation for fandom. I'm very lucky to get to do what I do. We are so glad you do what you do because we have so much fun. Paula and I, so I've been to four or five Leaky Cons now. Cool. And that's amazing. <laughs> I went to my first one last year. Uh, I went to the one in Orlando. And hey. I was like, I think we have to go to Denver. Like there's <laughs> I need I need more. Like amazing. Um, and then I realized that you guys did um, uh, Broadway Con as well. And I was like, oh, I have to add. I can't do it this year. But I was like, I'm adding it to my list for 2024 because I just love Broadway so much, too. There's so much stuff. Same. Everything that we do comes out of, like, really loving the subject matter and just being crazy enough to go ahead and try and make it up. We did actually go to Denver too after Orlando. We're like, yeah. no, we, we have to actually go to Denver now. It's yeah, so like exciting. we're going. Right? It's super exciting to me to hear that you are having that experience now, because we, you know, after the pandemic and after so many years doing this, you hope and wonder that the secret sauce is still active. Um, so to hear that y'all have that kind of experience just starting this year really warms my heart. That it's that the, the secret sauce is there. For sure. Amazing. Um, I, I hosted a meetup with um, other fellow um, Latin creators, and we did a Bienvenidos a Hogwarts in Denver. Oh, cool. and I heard about this program. It, I didn't go, yeah. unfortunately. And it was it was a small group of people, but it touched so many. I might cry. Um, it touched so many people. And I met new people that came to the meetup and we're still like in touch and stuff. And it was just a nice, it was so cool to meet other people like me uh, that also love the fandom. And it was just really nice. And I can't wait to do that again because it was amazing. That makes me so happy. There's really not enough places in fandom where people get to say, I need to be with people like me, you know, um, but we try really hard for that. Not, you know, like, like everybody else, we have ups and downs and successes and failures right. in that area, but, um, but we really try for it. So to hear that is so, so, so gratifying. Yeah. And I think you, your team works so hard at being like being very inclusive. Like originally uh, I had named the meetup um, just, just the Latinx 
meetup and mm-hmm. you were very good. Your team was very good at saying, you know, like, we want to make sure that, you know, somebody who doesn't use the word, you know, use the word Latinx or Latin or that they, that they feel included. And it was something that I had not thought about when I submitted for the meetup, but just the fact that your team like catches things like that, I think is a big deal. And it made a big deal for the people who attended as well. So that's, that's worth to hear. Cause we're, you know, we're always trying. We can't promise perfection on that score. That the world is always right. changing. Definitions are always changing. Words are always changing. We miss things, you know. Like, but I feel like at least the effort is part of the battle. Yeah, yeah. And like, I got to be a part, uh, like a fly on the wall in that meetup. And I think afterwards there was a group that were specifically, and it's the thing you hear all the time. I don't know where to find my people. Mm-hmm. And Paula mm-hmm. and I were watching this group that were all like Denver locals, like do what we do here in Orlando and get to meet yeah. up. And we were just like watching them. We're like, they're all making friends that they can they see regularly. They were exchanging regularly. numbers and Instagrams. And I was like, I start, of course, I started crying because that's what I do. But um, it just made, it made me so happy because, you know, they found their people, you mm-hmm. know, and it was just, it was amazing. That's what we're trying to do. That's one of the one of the reasons we keep going all to different places is yeah. that um it's a little bit of the magic of WikiCon. You get a new, you know, we pop up in different places and create those those bonds. That's exciting. The the past two LeakyCons were like something I forgot that I needed in my life. Yeah. And I and- I didn't know I was missing it. So <laughs> And that's why, like, we've tried so hard to hang on to it, to make sure, um, even as the world changes and things change, uh, we want to hang on to that environment because we've been told so much and so frequently over the years that it means a lot to people. And we're trying to marry that with, like, running running a, like, successful business that employs people, which is hard. <laughs> so, so we appreciate um, whenever people have talk about their their positive experiences it helps us a lot and so the big conversation happening right now is that you guys are also expanding and i i know like it it was always accepted to do different there was always mashups um our friend in orlando did a mashup with up characters from disney and harry potter yeah and so there's always been mashups but now you guys are definitely like putting it out there that all fandoms are invited, a lot of fantasy. And I think I've, I've heard both sides of like how people feel about that. I'm personally very sure. excited because I'm a nerd of all things. Amazing. Uh, so what do, what do you want it to look like, like in the future with including and expanding those other fandoms? Yeah. So there's always been other fandoms that become from day one. You're, First year, we even even in our guest inviting, we invited the Green Brothers back in two thousand, you know, nine when they were very new to the scene. Um, there was a Harry Potter tie in there, but we didn't, you know, make them just come and talk about Harry Potter. It was just nerd race area. Uh, in our second year, two thousand eleven, we introduced the Lit Track. We've had stars from Buffy and Hunger Games and um, the writers of Supernatural and stars from Supernatural. Like we've we've always known that the Harry Potter-based fandom had interest in other things. And we started um, consciously moving toward making Leaky a multi-fandom event in 2012, 
we really started gearing our programming that way. And 2013, 2014, it was all going great. And then we had the idea to change the name to KikiCon. And everybody got confused and it wasn't good. And so we, we did that. I went back to LeakyCon just being a Harry Potter event, starting sort of starting the cycle over again. And that was going okay, um, but we know that we really wanted to um, expand. And so what's happening now is that we're just, everybody's like, well, what's, what's the difference? You know, if you always accepted um, um, Fandom before, what's the difference now? The difference is in naming it, that's the key difference, and that is much more uh, powerful than I think people realize. We, the subline on Harry Potter on LeakyCon is not is not that we are a Harry Potter conference anymore. That is a bit that's a sea change for us. It means we're going to be inviting a lot of talent from other entities. It means that we're going to be directing and not just accepting programming that is of multi fandom. And most importantly, it's become important today to accept the Harry Potter fandom as we know it, the loving, inclusive Harry Potter fandom that we know who doesn't want anybody to have to live in a closet while also not propping up the extremely harmful, transphobic nonsense that J.K. Rowling is putting out in the world. And let me, let me for, the, for your listeners who may not know, the, the pain it causes me to say this, obviously I cannot, I will never compare my pain to that of a trans person who's who's going through this kind of break. But understand, I was deep in the fandom. J.K. Rowling supported my career. She wrote a forward to my book. I idolized her. She was a legend. And and she could do no wrong in my eyes for a long time. And when these little things started coming out that showed maybe some bad views, some updated views, and then the transphobic stuff started coming it was a really hard break and it took me a long time to accept that my hero had to play. And um, when she really broke on the scene with all her horrific transphobic views, it just became, it just, it just became important. Like, listen, you could, <laughs> you could, you could double down right now and just, and just call it a Harry Potter thing. And suddenly they need all the support they can get. And we have gotten, we have gotten offers of money to to uh, support the game. We have gotten offers of money to do other things, uh, and we have said no. Or we have responded saying, "We'll consider this if you make a six-figure donation to a trans-supporting charity." At which point the at which point the conversation ends, you know. Um, so it's not. This is not an easy choice. This is not a. Um, this is not the easier path. It's an easy choice because it is. Um, the right thing to do, but it is not the easier path. It's going to be the harder path to make the hard break and just say, we are not a Harry Potter conference anymore. We are not relying on that name to sell tickets. We are not um, walking into it. We have to just more and more establish ourselves. So I know it's a long answer and kind of uh, uh, <laughs> rambling answer. It's just all my feelings are constantly uh, swirling about all this. But the bottom line is being mean to my friends. LeakyCon has had such a, if you literally look at the percentages of the number of gender queer or non-conforming uh, gender people that come to our event, it's like five to six times higher than the national average or the average at other events. And that's a raw data way of putting it, but the anecdotal way of putting it is that we have met and known and loved these people for a decade. And when this started, it became so personal because our friends were getting hurt. And we just can't 
prop that brand up anymore. But we also want to make sure that this is a positive change. And so what we're doing is saying, if you still love Harry Potter, but you don't want to be at something that supports the brand in any way, this is a place for you. And we're going to start celebrating other things in a more intentional way. So LeakyCon is now about fandom, fun, and magic, as it always was, but just with more intentionality behind it. That was a really long answer. I'm sorry. No, it was good. It was good. I think I think the fact that you added the personal aspect to it, uh, she was your hero. I think a lot of us felt that way, and it's hurtful, the things she's saying and she continues to say. Um, so, so I get it. I think it was a perfect answer. I don't mm-hmm. think it was long at all. <laughs> a lot can you tell yeah yeah it's also i know like it's been slowly in the works and now like this year you've it's really been like not pushed but like expressed more and there's so much excitement beyond it because it's also like the perfect year of new content that's coming out for fandoms like the Mm -hmm. percy jackson series Mm -hmm. like that alone people are just excited like i'm excited to see the cosplays and the creations that come out of LeakyCon because they're, it is now like for me, I'm one of those people that in my head, like, even though I know other things are represented, I'm like, it's a Harry Potter con. I can't dress outside of Harry Potter because that's my personality. I don't, I'm not, I'm not brave enough to be like, Ooh, I'm going to do this. That's not Harry Potter. Stand out. (laughs) Right. I, I had my one moment this summer that terrified me i made it i don't have to do it again <laughs> what was it i was the book dress in orlando no you were not yeah. oh so good <laughs> see again context. you're wearing a sweatshirt right now <laughs> i'm wearing a sweatshirt i'm not wearing pages and it's it's not on display right now usually it's behind that door yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to be in our emails forever because of that photo <laughs> that we took that we took we took a really good photo of you i think and so um I <laughs> emails forever. That was out of my comfort zone 2000%. I don't like being on stage. I make cosplays and I don't like wearing them. And I made a deal with a friend because I was going through a lot this summer and um she's like we're making it, we're entering together and we're going to do it. <laughs> and it kind of all just like dominoed Um, But it was a moment that I will never forget because I found the people that showed up for me. And it was something I didn't realize I really needed to experience. But seeing so the creativity, like I think the majority of like cosplay creativity that I see is always at LeakyCon versus other types of conventions, because sometimes other conventions are intimidating if you are not top tier cosplayer. Yes. And LeakyCon, we don't care what level of cosplayer you are. We just want to see what you create. Totally. So, I, I love the cosplay, just walking around and basking in a type of creativity that I don't care in because I don't have the time. I love to sew, but like I don't have the time to make these things. And so people get so creative and it's just, it tickles me every time. Yeah, I love the like out of the box um, cosplays that are not really like, it's not a character, it's not you know, it's just like some obscure thing that you may have been on like page 186 in the fifth book. And this person turned it into a cosplay. And I'm like, how do yeah. you do that? Wow. Like, I love that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, 
and it's not just like the the panels that you guys provide what type like do you have an idea of, like what type of additional panels or extended panels that you're wanting to see for people that want to submit panels um which by the way deadline is april 2nd yes <laughs> i got my um, april 2nd um so I think the first kind of that we're really focusing on is Lord of the Rings. It's always been a hand-in-hand fandom for us. And um, we want to explore that a little bit more. We're working on some guests in that vein. I think you'll get some announcements soon. Um, and so I think you're probably going to be seeing some some of that. Um, and then the rest is also being like developed right now. We're thinking about Percy Jackson. We're thinking about, we've taken some polls of our audience. And it seems that Avatar Airbender is, it is a popular uh, fandom with this group. We might be doing some cosplay and some not cosplay uh, programming around that. I'm sure there will be some cosplay. Um, we're just we're still kind of figuring out what is what is going to be, um, but we're really excited. I think the Lord of the Rings uh, staff is the right first one, and then we're going to try going for some Percy Jackson and some and some other stuff. I'm but as for like for what the that. actual programming will be, all is like, dreading. I see it in her eyes. She's like, "Danny's going to make me watch Lord of the Rings now." I know. I <laughs> have not watched Lord of the Rings. Dude, it's so it holds up. These movies were made twenty years ago. I did a rewatch over I don't know when recently, and they hold up. It's unreal. Even the effects hold up. I don't like. Yeah. I've seen HBO shows from last year that don't hold up as well as. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. It it's really not like I, I, I'm against watching it. It's just, it's just never been I'll, my. I'll say I this. don't really have a lot of fandoms, so. Fair enough. I'll say this: you don't have to read them. The books are incredible. They are works of linguistic master, a masterpiece. But there's, there's, there's a lot of songs, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of songs, people just singing. There's a lot of long descriptions of forests and trees and stuff, and they're great. They are brilliant. But as far as like, I need to like absorb the story, you know, go movies. Okay, all right. I like yeah. I like that. <laughs> I do. I'm both. not going to say one's better than the other. That's a, that's a, that's a thicket in which I'm not going to put my foot. I have a nice, I have a mini Lord of the Rings wall to my left here. It is all artwork nice. from our dear friend, Sid Sketched. No, I love Sydney. <laughs> it's love her, so it's her Hobbit collection and the Shire front door that I just have on this wall over here. She's so good. He's amazing. It's incredible. And that's, that's a perfect example. We met her through Harry Potter fandom. But it is so clear that she has such a rich, incredible repertoire. And she's going to be a famous illustrator if she's not already and and she's also just like one of the most lovely people and she's somebody also who was like i love harry potter it was my life can't do it anymore and like the thing about that discourse that really gets me is when people tell people to just shut up and deal with it and get rid of it like i understand i understand what they're saying but with respect that this was like 10 years of people's lives 20 years of people's lives they made friends they grew, they got out of their comfort zone, they were less, they got less lonely because of Harry Potter. Like give people a little grace to figure out their relationship with them. It took us a couple of years and a pandemic yeah. to figure it out. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's like and that's been like the hard part for me is this is where I met my friends. Um, this community is how I found the people where I feel like I belong. 
So when people ask me that, like, it's really hard to be like giving up this thing that was such an integral part of me. I started reading the books when I was 12. Like they've been in my life more than they haven't at this point. And that's where I found my people. So it's hard like saying like, well, giving that up also means giving up a friend community because that's a lot of what we do and meet around. And our friendships are bigger than that, but it's, it's a hard balance. For me, it was, I read it as an adult. When they came out, I was already, I always tell this, I was already of drinking age uh, when they came out in the States. <laughs> so it was, it was a big thing. For, it was the first time I read a book that I loved when I was an adult. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when yeah, I see the takes, they're like, she's just, she's just a bad writer. She's just a bad writer. I'm like, you know yeah. what? No, like there's, a, there's no way to say that. The fact that millions of people enjoy the book is like default, you know, prose doesn't have to be Shakespearean or reminiscent of like, what's his name? The the genius writer, um, David Foster Wallace. Like it doesn't have to be like that. There is an, an incredible skill in making sure people go from page to page and enjoy, yeah. you know, and, and, it's, and it's a lean, funny, engaging story. That's an incredible skill. So when people are like, Jesus is a bad writer. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. He is, I'm never, I'm a, with every fiber of my being what she's doing in the world right now but you're not going to hear me call her a bad writer she can be she's a problematic writer that can be true yeah but uh woman can write and that's the part parts of what makes her rhetoric so dangerous right now is because she can write so she knows how to grab people people's attention and keep it and make spurious arguments that make no sense but sound right so that we're so excited for LeakyCon and the amount of people I think I know I'm in at least three separate group chats of people going and yes and they're not and there's not all over overlap in them I think Paula and like maybe one or two other people are like the overlap yeah there's yeah there's different groups and then we have the we have like we thought of doing a house themed um league of their own type Thing, we were like oh we should do Paul is giving you our secrets I know I love it <laughs> I love it I love the other I love the original movie and that television series was fire it better come back it, oh. that's how I feel every time one of these like streaming shows comes out and you're like if uh-huh. it does not come back I'm going to have a problem. We riot. We take to the street. I get nervous <laughs> every time so I good. see like a Netflix cancel after one season. I'm like, no, don't be one of my shows. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, please no. Yeah. And they lure you in with like a, a photo of something that's never going to be canceled yeah. so that you yeah, worry. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on. But no, we are excited for that. And then um, you also have, so I'm going to just go through some dates for people. Of yes, all your lineup. Broadway Con in New York City, July 21st through July 23rd. LeakyCon Chicago, August 4th through 6th. Con of Thrones, Orlando, August 25th through 27th. And then Obsessed Fest, Dallas, October 20th through 22nd. Y'all got a lot close together. Can uh, I tell you <laughs> what our summer and early is going to be like? I don't know. It's hard to explain to people what it's like doing what we do um we're a very small team and then these events sort of like break you honestly like you you need to rest 
after the, and there's just so much cross activity. So having this like July two in August, one in October, it's a lot, but uh, it's going to be great. We're very excited about it all. Yeah. Obsessed Fest is a, is a new one for us. We're working with um, Patrick Hines and Jillian Pensavalli, who I'm sure some of your listeners will know. They do the True Crime Obsessed podcast and they're great. They're wonderful people. And the True Crime Obsessed podcast is like one of the only true crime podcasts that's that's really good about not victim blaming, you know, um, being very careful about the way they interact with the world. And they're just very kind. And they create a weekend that is just for their listeners, their audience. And it's so much fun, so loving and just so wonderful. Um, and then BroadwayCon, which is our baby, um, that's in July. So that's really exciting. Um, it's in July for the first time. Well, it was in July last year, but that was sort of an outlier because we had to postpone it from February. But it's our first like full summer uh, BroadwayCon. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, lots going on. I mean, maybe adding something else, but I'm just going to leave it there for now. <laughs> be a rough couple months but then we have these months which are still busy but like not as bad and that's why we're able to maintain a four-day work week during these times and stuff like that yeah i i can't imagine it paula and i traveled like every weekend of october for a fan event mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that like nearly mm-hmm. killed us and i can't mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. being the so planner I can't imagine planning planning in like because that's like a short what is that like yeah. four or five month span you have like all these yeah. of snow. It's more like all the deadlines are coming together and um, a lot of like the real deadlines for an event are hitting while we're at other events. So it's going to be going to be going to be very exciting. Well, chaos, chaos. Some people thrive on chaos and that's maybe maybe that's you. (laughs) I'm excited to see what the Con of Thrones is like because. I, like I said, I don't have many fandoms, but I do love like Game of Thrones and like House of Dragon. So I'm very excited to see what that's going to be like. I'll definitely attend because it's in Orlando. So have to check it oh, out. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Con of Thrones is super fun. And there was an, there was an official Con of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones convention this year that was seemed like it was good, had good guests, had a lot of stuff, but um, missed that like... Fans talking about the things fans want to talk about. And since we're in the unofficial space, which is a space that is wild that exists, um, it seems to be that um, we get to do things that official conventions don't. Now, if we do get the opportunity to make it an official convention, which frankly I'd love because it'd give us a lot of opportunity, something we'd have to do is fight for fandom inclusion still it's a tricky you know and you just yeah. it's just like somebody arguing with the with the people in charge that they know you have to let us happen maybe one day we'll get to do an official event and and say sure we're gonna do this great but we're gonna tell you why you should include fan programming as not including fan programming and hope that they listen to us the thing about the events you guys put on and Every single every single person I've I've never talked to someone who hasn't said that is the thing they love about going back is it's the people. It's all yeah. about the community and the people. Yes, it's a reason to meet up about the thing we love. But it's our, like when we talk about it, we don't talk about necessarily like who's coming. We're like, who's coming from our friend group all across the world that we get to see. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we'll we'll go to these panels. We're excited for these things. We're excited to see this actor or this person that's been involved with it. But we're really excited that there's a safe place 
for all of our friends from across the globe who may have not ever met each other because we're Instagram friends get to go and meet. Yeah, that's I mean, honestly, the people the people are why we do what we do. It's absolutely true. And it is why this company exists because we were going to just do the second LeakyCon and be done. And something happened at the second LeakyCon that was just, it just, we were just like, something's happening here. We can't let this go. And that's when we became a company and started hiring people and started going down this road of trying to also be a company that tries to do as best as it can in the world, in addition to um, making full events. Not the easiest road, especially during a pandemic, but we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, that, that, that was a tough few years. Oh, yes. So hopefully we're, hopefully we're past it. But we'll see. Hopefully. I still can't believe that's real. Like that whole two year thing, like that my kids were here. I have one kid that's still doing school from here. Cause he's like, I'm good. I don't need to be around people. So, <laughs> but yeah, it just feels unreal. Like something you would read about in a book that we were trapped at home. Yeah, it was Crazy. wild. What are you most excited about with all the things you have coming up across all your events? What is the thing that is like really exciting for you? There's so much. <laughs> Some highlights for me always are when we get to do the um the star to be thing that we do at Broadway Con. I, I talk about this always because I love it. It's when we bring in unknowns and they do a talent show essentially. It's always a highlight for me. I never miss it. I love it so much. We're trying to do some cool new things with BarbaCon this year, so we'll see how that that happens. The drag brunch at Obsessed Fest is... I I had to miss it because I had to go home for medical reasons during Obsessed Fest. I'm fine, but I had some medical stuff I had to attend to. And then I'm just excited to see the Game of Thrones fandom. And I'm excited to see this first LeakyCon when we purposefully say... This is a place where you get to celebrate Harry Potter without having to worry that you're celebrating J.K. Rowling. And we can start intentionally including other things. Like, the seeing that come together and meeting that challenge is always the thing that I love, you know? So it is a challenge. We're working hard on it. Everybody, you know, a little nervous about how, about how it's going to be. But I'm, I'm really excited to see that come together because I believe in my team and I believe in this fandom and I believe in cool exciting things that we're working on in terms of guests so fingers crossed i've said it a million times but i can't wait <laughs> we don't we can't uh, wait to have you there our leaky con group chat has not stopped since july yeah like, every exciting. week someone and, and like days will go by and everyone be like just checking in when are we having when are we going to chicago who's booked their things like it's a cool. constant solid conversation that that's really exciting well, and so many of will... us yeah. No, because so many of us met for the first time in real life at LeakyCon in July. That oh, cool. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, we can't wait to see you again because we don't all live, you know, Danny and I live in Florida, right. but, but a lot of us just, you know, Texas and Canada. Right. Canada. And yeah. yeah. So, and we try to pick cities where it's like a city that you'd want to go see anyway, but maybe yeah. wouldn't have gone without a reason. Right. So Chicago falls into that because yes, Chicago is amazing, but usually you go when there's another reason to. Um, so hopefully people and it's not too expensive to go to. It's one of these people places places you can you can really fly into for pretty cheap. And so um we try to bring things to those to those areas on purpose. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this all pans out. It's I'm excited to go visit the Gothic Target in Chicago. Like that is on my number one. Not even the Bean. I want to go to the Gothic Target. There's like What's a the Target. Gothic Target. They have, so it's a Target. On the oh, inside, I'm, it looks cool. But the outside is like very like goth, and I'm thinking like we have to go there because it's, it's the original like, architecture of the area. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Like a church. right. See, add it to your list. Amazing. I love the Bean. I never get yeah. tired of going to see the beam. <laughs> it's a really cool piece of art, but it's also just fun. Um, and I, I always stop by the Art Institute and and see um, a Sunday on the Island of the Ground Shot, at least. And then we walk around the rest of the Institute as well. Yeah, I my top of my list is the Shed Aquarium, which is... Oh, yeah. Their Instagram, like, is the one thing that cheered me up constantly through COVID because their penguins would go on walks through all the exhibits. So, like... <laughs> That's adorable. There's something for everybody. Chicago has everything. And then there's already been like conversations on who has the best pizza and where we're supposed to try the pizza. Yeah. Always. So I have only the been third. through the Chicago airport. So this will be new for me. <laughs> only the airport? Only the airport. For some reason, and I travel, but for some reason, I've only ever like flown through Chicago. I never <laughs> had like a reason big enough to like just go. I went once, but it was so cold. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No winter in Chicago. It's also going to be a long cruise weekend, which we, which wasn't the case when we made this, like, when we made this situation happen. But I think they changed their date. And so it's going to be busy. It's going to be a busy weekend. But luckily, we don't have a lot of crossover with Lollapalooza people. But we could. Imagine you go for Lollapalooza and LeakyCon. And LeakyCon. What a perfect weekend. (laughs) I'm going to need a month to sleep after that one. Exactly. For real. All right. Well, that do either of you have anything else to add before we wrap up? No, just that I'm so excited that y'all are excited and I cannot wait to see what this year brings. Yeah, I'm so excited just to see. Now I know the difference, right? Because I attended like LeakyCon when it was uh, Harry Potter. Potter. And I'm excited to see like what comes out of it when you add other fandoms. I'm, I'm excited. I just can't wait. And that is our episode. Until next time, keep creating. Bye.